world leader in Internet Talk Radio. Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living. I'm always happy to be with you and to be part of Voice America's lineup because Voice America's goal is to provide live programming on the Internet worldwide that helps you make informed decisions in your personal and professional life. Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now and so do I, and that's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered and successful lives. You can call us at 888-335-5204. Positive Living is on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And it's always on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. You can also go to raskinresources.com, which is my website. Listen to my archive shows on my site. And get a copy of my book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living. Today we are talking about our life in the future when we've made radical changes in our life. And many times, and most of the time, when we go through divorce, we make radical change. And we then go on to our next life. And when we go on to our next life, it often will mean marriage. Sometimes it doesn't, but today we are talking about remarriage. What happens with remarriage then when there are children involved or when it is important that you recognize and communicate with the person that you were formerly married to? I have on uh, an expert who is an author. Her name is Paula Egner. Paula is a writer and speaker who focuses primarily on women's issues. She has first-hand experience being a next wife, and the name of her book is Ex-Wives and Ex-Lives, Survival Guide for the Next Wife. Paula is happily remarried. She lives in Tennessee, and she's written a manual for the second or the third time around, how do you navigate through the waters of the new marriage so that it really works, but yet understand and not create negative experiences with the former marriage and the former ex. Welcome, Paula. Thank you. Nice being here, Patricia. Thank you. Let me read a poem that's on the back of your book. Okay. Never in my boldest dreams did I think I'd be this wild. Not the first to share his name, and I didn't bear his child. My kids don't call him dad. His dubbed me worse. I thought our love was blessed but I wonder if it's cursed. His spouse from before is now his past, so why does her legacy last and last and last? Do you hear my lament? Perhaps you share my plight, the pain, the joy, and stigma of being the next wife. All right, comment and give us a positive spin on this, Paula. Well, that poem pretty much summed it up 
for me. That's why I put it on the back of the book. Um, I wrote this book, Patricia, to expose the realities of remarriage from the next wife's perspective. Uh-huh. And by that, I mean for too long, I believe it's been taboo for the woman that I call the next wife, any woman who's not the first wife. Um, it's it, too long it's been taboo to be for her to be gut-level honest about the ugly side of remarriage. And the ugly side of remarriage is, uh, includes all those things that your mother never told you you would have to put up with when you married your you know, tr- one true love, your Prince Charming, or like you said, when you started your life over and you had such positive um, ideas and dreams and ambitions and you married a man who had been married before and nobody warned you what you were really up against. And what I found to be true over the last 20 years was that this woman who who I call the next wife, was ridiculed, felt belittled, um, felt less than a true wife or even a true mother because perhaps she was just the stepmother um, than her predecessor, the first wife. And over 20 years of hearing uh, coworkers um, lament this this situation over tuna salads, <laughs> um, you know, around the water coolers, hearing acquaintances uh, repeat these same scenarios, just, and in fact, I was also at lunch with a woman who was the next wife, and we were talking about about our situations um, a few years ago. And um, I said, you know, it was a wonder any next wife survived, and that's how I came up with the idea of the book me, to help this a, woman. Let me throw out a situation that's a little different from that. Let me throw out something else. Okay. Tell me if you've heard this. All right. Where the next wife comes in, and the spouse, the husband, yes, totally bad mouths the first wife. The next wife becomes the savior, picks the, the husband off the ground who was treated miserably by the first wife, and now the first wife is is the rehabilitator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then 10, 15, 20 years down the road, he repeats the same pattern. With sure. Of course, because it wasn't true in the first time. And a lot of next wives want to believe that his first wife was an ogre, a monster, because that would therefore justify maybe him leaving her, okay, or leaving children or whatever, because I don't take divorce lightly. And, um, you know, and I don't think most of us do, really. And when we know somebody's been divorced, you want to know there was a darn good reason for that divorce. And if she was a monster, well, there you go, okay. But we know in our hearts that's usually not true. Now, I say usually because just like all of us are individuals, everybody's situation is individual, and there may be those times when the woman was, in fact, a monster, and he should have left her. But more often than not, it's probably what you said. <laughs> Don't you think also that in relationships that have troubles, that the dark side and the shadow side is going to come out in both people? Yes. At times. Absolutely. Absolutely, because we're all human, and none of us are perfect, and we have to remember that. The, the point that, that I think I make in, in the book XYs and XYs um, as a survival guide for the next wife is because if you can picture, imagine in your mind, um, a woman that is just looking for love, just wanting happiness, okay, and she finds this man that she thinks fulfills all her dreams, and he's been married before, and she's so anxious to embrace his children. She's anxious to do whatever he wants to do. She just is so madly in love with him, and she marries him without realizing that 
his first wife, okay, doesn't appreciate this love that she has for this man, okay, and is going to be part of her union for the rest of her life. She doesn't realize that these children that she's so eager to stepmother really want nothing to do with her because their own mother perhaps are turning them against her. Okay, so that's the one. how do we start turning some of this around? Because this is positive living, not negative living. Absolutely. It's uh, the positive, and the book is very positive. Every chapter ends on a positive note. We expose, the, the first important thing is to quit denying that ugly exists. Because we all know the world provides plenty of it. There's a difference between dwelling and denying. And so first off, we just quit denying it. Then we say, okay, now let's go on because we have to live our lives as, like you said, as positive as, as we possibly can. We want to do no other person any harm, okay, but we also want to be happy ourselves. And that's what the book focuses on, to bringing the new husband and wife together. Um, expectations are a critical point in this, okay. Um, the husband may have had certain expectations and just thought things were just going to go along as they always had, maybe even just kind of pick up from his old marriage. And the new wife believed no such thing. Okay, so their expectations need to be reconciled. I'm a firm believer that any time ex-spouses can get along, it is the best for everybody involved, not just the next wife. It's the best for the kids by far. Now, Paula, this is a different situation if somebody, if the, if the wife has died. Absolutely. Absolutely, because the wife dying, and I did not include that in the book. Um, I didn't include it because I had had so little exposure with those who've gone through that. Um, but what little bit I have been exposed to, as I understand it, about the only thing that a new wife um, that I have, like I said, encountered, when they re married a man who is widowed, um, is that the the former wife was raised up on a pedestal to the point that the new wife couldn't possibly, you know, meet those expectations and meet those standards. Because anytime somebody dies, we usually tend to believe only the best part of that person and only remember the best part. So from that aspect, I think death and divorce are like night and day. You know, because when that woman is still alive, when that former spouse is still alive, it's not even, it's not even close to if she would have died. Yes, except that sometimes uh, you can still remember the good times, even though there's a divorce, even though you, you have the bad memories in front of you. Sure, sure. And, you know, I, 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 I think about, okay, I've been divorced and I've been remarried. And my ex-husband, the father of my son, and I are very good friends. Um, he's, he's invited over to the house for special occasions. Uh, my son is grown now. We've done this. Uh, we divorced when my son was not quite three, so we had his entire life to learn how to do this. But we started out at the very beginning doing that pretty much because of one difference, and that is we both loved that child more than we were angry at the other one. Mm -hmm. And that so made all a, the in difference. In Paula, what I'm hearing is that, in a way, having a child can be better because it buffers the anger. Yeah. yeah, it did in our case. It certainly did. Now, that doesn't mean we didn't feel the anger toward one another. We did. But, you know, when you see that that child loves both of you and should love both of you, okay, you you can't if, um, and, and believe me, I was no angel in this. One time I was saying something, and it was a little bit negative against my ex-husband, and I did it within earshot without knowing it of my son. And he just told me right now that was his daddy. 
And I felt like an inch high, okay? You talk about teaching you real quick that you don't do that kind of stuff in front of your children. And it occurred to me that if I loved my son, I had to be mature enough to keep those kind of things at least to myself or between my best friend and never let him, never let my son know how I felt because that was his, in fact, his dad. You know, and, and now he's, he's, he, we never had any trouble with him growing up. All you ever heard is what was going to happen from a broken home and all this, and it never, it never materialized. But he also, my ex-husband, to his credit, he also never badmouthed me in front of, the, of my boy. Very important. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we are talking to Paula Egner. She's the author of Ex-Wives and Ex-Lives, Survival Guide for the Next Wife. You can call us on voiceamerica.com and Positive Living at 888-335-5204. When we come back, we're going to talk more about what, what you can do. What are some of the positive things that you can do proactively um, when you know that there are going to be some issues with the ex-wife or with, the, uh, with your ex-husband. So, folks, you're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. There's plenty more. And don't forget, you're welcome to call in at 888-335-5204. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Information you need, when you need it, VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time to Voice America for True Life in God with Betsy Serafin. On the show, Betsy will talk about the importance of having God in your life as well as discuss how God is calling Christians to come together in the heart. So make it a point to tune in to True Life in God every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. In today's world, it's hard to find the truth with anything. Is there such a thing as the truth? Where and how can I find it? Will someone just give it to me straight? Tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific for Mario Zadat, an exciting new show that will give it to you straight every time and tackle the truth behind everything from political issues and crimes to vocational and career counseling. So log on and tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. This is Dr. Pat Basile, and I am America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Tune in every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific to Voice America Health and Wellness for Staying Healthy with Dr. Elson Haas. Each week, Dr. Haas will focus on a different health-related topic as well as have on many expert guests that will give you many practical health tips that you can apply to your life. So tune in and improve your health with Dr. Haas and Staying Healthy every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific. Would you like to know what your animal kids are actually thinking and feeling? Well, then join Joy Turner and talk with your animals every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America. On the show, we talk about animal communication, life from an animal's point of view, and alternative ways to relating to your wonderful companions. You can even call in and have Joy ask questions of your pets. So be sure to join us for this fun, educational, and definitely unique hour of radio with Joy Turner's Talk With Your Animals, the show both you and your pets are going to love every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and rebroadcast at 10 p.m. right here on voiceamerica.com. 
Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everyone. Hi. Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. You know, I always say each week that I'm so happy to be on VoiceAmerica.com, which is America's Voice. I'm going into my third year uh, on Voice America. I have another local show that's been on, on the air uh, in year eight. So I've been doing this work a long, long time. And my mission and my passion in life is really to show those positive solutions to the tough issues that we all go through so that we have hope and that we know that we can move through it. And we know that there are solutions and strategies. And so that's what I do every week and have been doing for many, many years. Um, I'm also happy to be on the Internet because, you know, Voice America really does believe that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now. So do I. And it's very powerful because on the Internet people can listen from everywhere. Today, and you can call us at 888-335-5204, today I'm speaking about remarriage in a positive way. But, you know, when you look at remarriage, you also have to look at what are the things, what are the past of both people. And what, what are you bringing in from the past to that marriage? And how do you do it in a way that works for both of you? My guest is Paula Egner. Her book is Ex-Wives and Ex-Lives for Survival Guide for the Next Wife. Paula Egner is a writer speaker who focuses on women's issues. She's been an ex-wife. She's happily remarried. She's in Tennessee. And welcome back, Paula. Thanks, Patricia. Okay. So, um, let's talk about before I ask you specifics, what are the most common issues that you hear from people when you speak that they have difficulty with? Is it stepmothering? Is it in-laws? Is it the ex-wife? Is it, what is it? Well, I think the first one you started with is, number one, is stepmothering. Okay? And that's because I think all of the dynamics that surround children of a former union, okay, um, come into play every, or at least every other weekend if you're the um, non-custodial parent or your husband's the non-custodial parent. Um, but stepmothering is definitely a real, real challenge um, because you're, you kind of have the title, but you don't really have the authority. So that makes that real interesting. And then besides that, from what I've um, been associated with, or like I said, over the last two decades, primarily it's, it, believe it or not, it's the ex-wife. Now, in some cases, the new wife, the next wife, and the former wife become good friends or at least get along well. Yeah. And I always tell a new wife, count your blessings if that's the case. That's right. You know, count your blessings because that will make your remarriage journey, you know, like paved interstate okay? <laughs> instead of Rocky Mountainous trails. All right, because if that former woman is set on ruining your new marriage, she has ample opportunity to do so. Mm-hmm. So those are the two main ones. And uh, um, Paula, do you think, and, and I'd like you to advise listeners, okay, if they are going through a divorce right now mm-hmm. and they plan to remarry someday and they want to have a positive life, do you find that it is more difficult to deal with the ex-wife and the and, and the life if the divorce was very difficult, if they fought, if one is very angry? Is your advice to try to work it out so that you don't have all of that um, disruption? Well, 
at first glance, you would think, you know, a nasty divorce is going to create a nasty relationship with the ex-wife. And I think often that's true. But remarkably, it's not always true because a lot of times nasty divorces are just because both uh, both partners are very angry and they, they just spew it out on everybody in the beginning and then they kind of get it out of their system and they're over it and they go on. So that's not necessarily an indicator. Um, I know of a case where there was a very amicable divorce, quite amicable. In fact, the husband and the ex-wife stayed friends, stayed, you know, going out to eat. The uh, kids and them all got together, and the kids were grown. Um, they all got together for holidays or birthdays or whatever, even after the divorce. Mm. Now, what happened here is that is a dysfunctional setting because everyone was denying the fact subconsciously that, in fact, their little happy family unit no longer existed. So when the new woman, the next wife, was introduced into this environment, basically, you know, all Hades broke loose, <laughs> you know. And so you can't always judge it by its cover. The one piece of advice I would have is that anger is not necessarily a bad thing, okay? If it's, if it's justifiable anger, a person has every right to be angry. But you, you, you get angry and do no harm. If the person did harm to their former spouse, I would run like an Olympic athlete away from that person. If they did harm either physically or emotionally, if they, if they went around town trying to ruin their life by bad-mouthing them to everybody and you run up against maybe that's the new man you met and he had done that to his ex-wife, you need to get away from him. What if it's the opposite? That the, the ex-wife did that to the, to the husband and try to ruin him, and then you come along as a savior, as we talked about before. And I think, I think what you say there happens so often, Patricia, okay? Women tend to be of the savior mentality. We try to fix men, and we have since the beginning of time, okay? Mm-hmm. And I think any time you see that, I'm not saying not to be there for a man and be supportive of him. But, but be wary. But be wary, because you didn't cause those problems, and therefore you can't fix those problems. But we think we can, and we can spend a lot of time and energy uh, focused on that. Um, I do know that some ex-wives do succeed in ruining a man's life unjustifiably, okay? Um, But really, his reaction to that tells you a lot, okay? If he retaliates, if he's vengeful, do you really want to be around a man like that, you know? Or if he can say, she's really got a problem, I'm moving forward, then that tells you you probably have more of a healthier, mature man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if he keeps fighting the ex-wife on and on and on and on and mm-hmm. on. Who really wins in a fight with the ex anyway? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, those can never end. Like you just said, on and on and on and on. They can never win, you know. So, And I can tell you from an instance where... Um, where an ex-wife made it her purpose and mission in life to ruin her ex-husband's and his new wife's marriage. Mm-hmm. And not just their marriage, but to slander the, the new wife. Although that new wife had nothing to do, didn't even know the man when she divorced him, okay? Mm-hmm. So, but the, the old wife, the, I don't usually call them old, the former wife, um, resented the fact that she divorced this man and then he went on with his life. Mm-hmm. And she was stuck alone, aging, you know, didn't have the, the attributes of youth any longer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and okay. she resented that. 
Well, I think those, as you said, those aren't as common. So let's talk about how we start turning some things around. Okay. Well, I start, believe it or not, and I'm not, I'm not throwing off uh, responsibility here, but I really start with the new husband. <laughs> and by that I mean as the wife uh, or the, the next wife of the new husband. You have to understand you cannot fix his past. You cannot make his children treat him right. You cannot make his ex-wife to quit talking about you or talking about him or doing any of those things. You can spend your entire life uh, on those futile efforts. Mm-hmm. What you need to decide within yourself is say, this is my marriage, and my husband and I you know, have every right to be married as much as he had to be married to the other woman. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to move forward. And, you know, you have to decide, are you going to let his past, including his ex-wife, mm-hmm. uh, dictate your future? And by that, you say, no. Now, the next step is you have to have a heart-to-heart with your husband. And that's why I say I kind of start with them. You can't do it alone. You're not a doorman. I, I've heard too many horror stories of new wives that are treated like doormats from maybe his children, okay, because they're getting prompted maybe by the former wife, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. And the father doesn't want to get involved because, after all, those are his little babies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're a grown woman. Can't you take it? You only have to put up with it every other weekend, okay. Mm-hmm. You're not a doormat. And you have to lay that out for, for your new husband. So it's all about the expectations between your husband and you. If you can't talk to him about these things, if he, if he just shows you a deaf ear to what you're going through, mm-hmm. and I don't mean by you whining and carrying on. You know, we've all done that a time or two. At least I have. Um, I don't mean that. I mean, you know, just maturely and as an adult sit down and say, these are the things I will not allow, you know, in my own home, someone to come in and call well, me. Well, shouldn't this be discussed before you marry that person? Isn't it almost not too late? But Absolutely, and that's the Damage thing. control. That is absolutely the key right there is if, if I could just reach those women who are contemplating marriage to a man who's been married before, then, you know, then it would all be worth it because it's really hard once you're already in it. But you're in it. You took a vow. You're in it. Now what do we do? You're in this situation you didn't dream of. You know, but if you could do it ahead of time, you know, I look back and I say, would I have followed any advice? And I do think I would have. If somebody would have sat with me and said, look, these are the realities of remarriage. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a fairy tale. Right, right, right. And to be able to try to understand... But, you know, there's a fine line there. How much do you try to understand what went on in the marriage, and then how much do you get so involved in the past marriage? Because it's a new relationship, and and he may react very differently with you than he did in his other marriage. So how much do you count on what happened in that marriage? Well, you're right. It's a fine line. It's a balancing act. I don't think we need to live in the past. If I lived in the past, well, I wouldn't be here if I was living in the past. I would have already, you know, said it wasn't worth it, okay? So you can't live in the past. You have to take each day as it, as it comes. True, um, your husband's relationship with that other woman was different than your relationship. You're two different people. On the other hand, we tend to have the same relationship, only we just put a different name and face with it. Okay? So it's not uncommon for a man to choose a woman very much like his first wife. Mm-hmm. Okay, because he likes those attributes. Maybe she's the center of attention. Maybe she's jovial. Maybe she's quick-witted, whatever, okay? Mm-hmm. Those were the things that attracted him to that first woman in the first place. Right. Now, they wore off after a while, 
But he'll again look for those same attributes in his second wife or his third wife. Mm-hmm. So it's a balancing act. I believe you need to take heed on what you know about the past. But as far as letting that totally rule your life, I don't think you can. I think you have to let him have a new day just like you want a new day. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, on that note, we're going to take a break. Okay. You can give us a call, folks, uh, at 888-335-5204. My guest today is Paula Agner. She's a writer and speaker who focuses on women's issues. Her book is Ex-Wives and Ex-Lives, Survival Guide for the Next Wife. And she has been an ex-wife. She's happily remarried. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about what are things you can do when you have to master some of the treacherous terrain of in-laws and stepmothering and, and all the things so that you can have the kind of life that you want in your new marriage. Again, you're listening to Positive Living, which is on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Stay tuned, folks. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Cutting edge, challenging, stimulating. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Kevin Garnett, Tracy McGrady, Kobe Bryant. Today, more and more student-athletes are bypassing college and heading straight to the pros. Matt Bush, Freddie Adu, LeBron James. Discuss the benefits and pitfalls of going pro on the Sport Mavericks with Ida Moyer and Mama Starks every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Sport Mavericks provides straightforward, no-nonsense talk about the current and sometimes controversial topics facing student-athletes and their parents today. Agents want to make money. Schools want the publicity. The Sport Mavericks wants what's best for you. So whether you or your child is thinking about bypassing college or looking for the best university to showcase their talents, listen to the Sport Mavericks with Ida Moyer and Mama Starks every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Sport Mavericks, smart talk for parents and athletes. Hi, I'm Jennifer Lewis, and you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Would you like to know what your animal kids are actually thinking and feeling? Well, then join Joy Turner and talk with your animals every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America. On the show, we talk about animal communication, life from an animal's point of view, and alternative ways to relating to your wonderful companions. You can even call in and have Joy ask questions of your pets. So be sure to join us for this fun, educational, and definitely unique hour of radio with Joy Turner's Talk With Your Animals, the show both you and your pets are going to love. Every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and rebroadcast at 10 p.m. right here on voiceamerica.com. Bringing the world together. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. When tax time comes, are you the person that goes to your accountant with a shoebox literally full of receipts? Stop wasting your accountant's time as well as your own by organizing your finances with the help of Joe Dunphy and Poor Richard Shoebox. Heard live every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Poor Richard Shoebox will let you know what you can do to organize for tax time as well as how to get the most out of your retirement. So get all of your receipts together and tune in to Poor Richard Shoebox with Joe Dunphy every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on the Voice America Radio Network. Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com.
Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin, and you're listening to Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com. America's Voice. I would know I'm in my third year on Voice America, and I really believe that Voice America really believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now. That's why I'm here. Positive Living brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. This program is on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. You can call us at 888-335-5204. We are talking about remarriage and having a positive remarriage and dealing with the ex-life of the ex-spouse. My guest is Paula Egner. Her book is Ex-Wives and Ex-Lives, Survival Guide for the Next Wife. Paula Egner is a writer and speaker who focuses primarily on women's issues. She has first-hand experience of being the next wife and is pleased to say she's happily remarried. Welcome back, Paula. Thanks, Patricia. Okay, let's talk about um, avoid avoid tripping in the footsteps of the woman who came first. Mm-hmm. Give us some pointers. Well, I think, for instance, um, I'm going to relate this with the situation where the husband it's, you know, whichever one got the divorce, the, the divorce happened, okay? Now he remarries you, okay? And he kind of thinks he's going to pick up life at the 15th year of marriage where it left off with his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. You go to the same church. You live in the same neighborhood. You may even, he thinks, are going to live in your old, in his old house, the one he shared with his ex-wife, mm-hmm. okay? And that happens more often than you know. Um, all the you same think that's point. a good idea, by the way? Absolutely not. Emphatically not. No, no, no. It's it's the biggest no I can possibly say. Do not live in the same house they lived in. That's right. You will not get those ghosts to go away. Okay? Every woman I have talked to that has had that experience has tried vainly and futilely to remodel away the ex-wife's presence. And it's, it's never worked, okay? She always has felt that she was denied her own home, okay? Mm-hmm. And that she was living in another woman's house. It doesn't matter how many pictures she hangs, how many colors she paints, how many cabinets she rips out and puts mm-hmm. in new. It never changes. Mm-hmm. And that's over 20 years of talking to different women. Uh, one woman added on a whole second story and half another house. You know, there was just a little shell in the middle. That was the original shell, and she still recalled that that's where he lived with his ex-wife. So what happens is um, when you're tripping in the the former wife's footsteps, it's because you're basically living her life. (laughs) I have a chapter in the book that says, help me, I'm living another woman's life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what the husband may think is, well, he kind of liked his old life. It's just his ex-wife got a wild hair and maybe divorced him, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, now he wants what he had before. Mm -hmm. So he finds a woman that we've already talked about that's very similar to what his first wife was, okay? He liked the neighborhood he lived in. He liked the house he lived in. You know, he liked it anyway. She never did like it. That's what I hear, okay? (laughs) You know, and the new wife is left to try to make her own life in this environment that just reeks of another woman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, women are instinctually um, nesting-type creatures, okay? Our nest is very important to us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's one of the worst things a, a new husband can ask of, of his new wife. 
That's why people really need to look at this before they get married. You know, it's so romantic. with something they need to pay. Because many times you're uncomfortable with something, Paula, but you let it pass. Absolutely. And you don't realize it's going to come back to haunt you later on. Well, let's face it, we're all in denial when we're so in love. You know, we don't want that feeling to go away. We don't want that bubble to burst. You know, oh, we can do everything. You know how the euphoria you have when you're in love and you can conquer the world and you believe it. And it doesn't take long after you get into a remarriage that reality hits hard, you know. And so, yes, you definitely need to talk about these things. And if, and this is what I have found, every single woman I talked to said she wanted to do that for her husband, okay, lived in the house, to live in his original house Mm -hmm. because he liked the house so much. Mm -hmm. She wanted to show him how much she loved him. Mm -hmm. And it was a nice house. Okay, mm-hmm. she could do it. So she was really putting herself at second place, like she didn't deserve to have half say over where she wanted to live. Mm-hmm. You and know, you hear this a lot. Oh, all the time. That is the that is the number one issue I would say um, that that plagues remarriages is when the ex husband, or rather the the new husband, okay, mm-hmm. won't let go of his ex life. And that's why the title of the book is not just ex-wives, it's ex-wives and ex-lives. Because divorce, unfortunately, and this sounds negative, but it's only stating the truth. Divorce means loss. Mm -hmm. It's loss of dreams, it's loss of love, it's loss of your spouse, but it's more than that. It's loss of in-laws, it's loss of friends, it's loss of location a lot of times, Mm -hmm. okay? It's loss of acquaintances, it can be a loss of a church. You know, anything that you did in your everyday life changes after a divorce happens. Mm -hmm. So if the new husband isn't willing to let go of that old life, that that ex-life he had, then he's going to drag that baggage into his remarriage, and that will suck a new uh, wife under very quickly. Mm. So your advice is create a new life. Create a new life. Yes, create a new life aside. And often... Now, this isn't possible for a lot of people, but often what happens is if the husband's able to transfer or the new wife maybe has a better position and she's able to practice somewhere else or whatever, that they actually relocate if possible. Now, when you want to be close to your kids, that's not always a possibility. So at least don't be in the same neighborhood, okay? I know somebody who does who lives just maybe two blocks from their ex, Okay. I mean, you might as well wave as you pass on the street every day and be reminded every single day, you know, uh, run into each other in the grocery store. Yeah. You know, you don't, need to, you don't need those reminders every day. If you can't move away completely, at least develop new, a new uh, social circle. Paula, do you think that the new wife should talk to the husband about what went wrong in the marriage and what were the things, what were the specific behaviors of the wife in terms of whether it was being critical or distant or not telling the truth or yelling. What I mean, do you think that those things should be discussed so that this new wife does not do those? What do you think about that? Well, I definitely think they should be discussed. Um, just like, you know, we as women need to be forthright with maybe what happened in one of our past relationships or our most recent past relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. because... How a person judges what is most likely to happen in the future is what happened in the past. 
Okay? So you do deserve to know the past because I feel like withholding pertinent information is akin to lying. Okay? Um, having said that, there is a difference between having a heart-to-heart one night and sharing some of these things and as opposed to dwelling on them or accusing, okay? So the fact that you kind of know his perspective on what happened I think is a good thing. Whether it will prevent you from doing it, I think, um, and I'm not a psychologist here, let's just say I've just been, I've, I've lived hard, okay? <laughs> and I can tell you that um, we will all do some of those things that made him angry about his first wife. Mm-hmm. Because they're human traits, they're not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we may You're not say that everybody does that once in a while, and, right. and given in certain circumstances. That's right. And and what you're alluding to is one thing that one reason I wrote the book is I saw that that next wives seem to have such a low self-esteem. Hmm. Okay, they're not cherished in the way that they deserve to be cherished. Okay, they are willing to take on this this man's past. They're willing to help raise his children, okay, and to be a helpmate to him. And they don't get the 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 love shown back to them that they deserve. But now wait a minute. But there are plenty of people who've been married again, mm-hmm. and they're very happy, and they feel they do get the love they need. So are we just talking about a specific group here? Oh, we're just talking about the next wives who are struggling in their remarriage on who they are and where they fit. There are those that are remarried. That, and like I said, I'm happily remarried right now, okay? And I can say it's the first time. <laughs> but um, it's a wonderful, wonderful feeling. But when I was really searching for help on this subject, mm-hmm. you know, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. there just was none. Mm-hmm. Okay? You, nobody, everybody had marriage books out there, but nobody had, like, remarriage Books, because everything is so different in a remarriage, mm-hmm. except mm. for the sound of it. It sounds like marriage, but it's really not. Mm. And there's a there's a chapter in my book called Rats. Remarriage ain't the same. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about that in our next segment. Um, Paul, let's give listeners your website, please. Okay, it's www.thenextwife.com. Okay, and they can get a copy of your book. Yes. And learn about any of your seminars. Yes. Uh, well, they can get a copy of the book there and a, or a PDF. And then um, if they want to just see, uh, the, my publishing website is aptlyspoken.net. And if they want to see me or see about my speaking, that's on that website. Okay. My guest is Paula Egner. She's the author of the new book, Ex-Wives and Ex-Lives, Survival Guide for the Next Wife. Paula Egner is a writer and speaker who focuses primarily on women's issues. She has firsthand experience of being the next wife and is pleased to say she's happily remarried. When we come back, we're going to talk more about what are things that you can do uh, if you are struggling in your remarriage to um, clean out the closets and, and, um, and make your life work with your husband the way that you'd like it to. So we're going to talk more about the issues and solutions. Remember that Positive Living is on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. And if you'd like to listen to the archive shows, they're on my site, raskinresources.com, as well as my book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living. You're listening to Positive Living. Stay tuned, folks. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Informative. Educational. Insightful. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, this is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Make Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race dog. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Is Dr. Peter Terms. I am America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. To perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On mind, brain, and body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Mind, Brain, and Body on VoiceAmerica.com. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. And then I want to talk. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. You know, I always say this, but I'm so happy to be part of Voice America because Voice America really believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now. So do I. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. You can still call us at 888-335-5204. Positive Living is on Voice America on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and rebroadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. We are talking today about remarriage. What are the issues, what are the negatives, and how do you turn those into solutions and into positives since this show is positive living? My guest is Paula Egner. She's the author of Ex-Wives and Ex-Lives, Survival Guides for the Next Wife. Paula Egner is a writer and speaker who focuses primarily on women's issues. She has first-hand experience of being the next wife and is happily remarried. Welcome back, Paula. Thanks, Patricia. Let's talk about some of the issues that undermine happiness, and that is the low self-esteem mm-hmm. of the new wife. Right, right. I think, um, you know, the, the measuring stick of, of happiness really should include whether both parties, and I'm just referring to the husband and the new wife here, feel good about themselves. 
okay? Mm-hmm. Do they feel good about themselves? Do they feel good about their relationship? Uh, not that we're just euphorically happy all the time, okay? But down in, deep inside, do we feel good about who we are and where we are in life, okay? And what I sensed um, through all these years of talking to Next Wives is they were all, the ones, and I'm saying the ones that were having, you know, difficulty meeting the challenges of their remarriage, okay? They were suffering from low self-esteem. They had believed that somehow maybe they didn't deserve um, the first-hand treatment of the first wife, okay? That um, other people would mention the first wife in their presence. Other people would make reference in front of, you know, she might be there with her new husband and they would mention the ex-wife in front of both of them, they might mention what the husband and the ex-wife did together in front of her. You would be amazed. I mean, just amazed. I have names and dates and places, but I would never reveal them, okay? But we're talking true stuff, okay? This has made the, the, the next wife to feel less than what she really is, which, you know, she is a valuable, um, really cherished individual she should be. Uh, she has something to offer her husband. She has something to offer her stepchildren. She has something to offer the world. And she should not allow herself to be so beaten down by trying to live up to something that the ex-wife did or maybe to the former marriage. What are some practical strategies? Well, and I, I'm going to say this, and it's not as a, as a cop-out in any way, but I am a firm believer that having someone that knows or who's professionally trained in this is always a good starting point. So having said that, either find a good uh, family counselor who who specializes in divorce and remarriage or find um, perhaps a remarriage uh, study group. Um, A lot of times you can find them in churches. Perhaps you might just befriend somebody that you know is maybe that you admire that is remarried and talk to them because it's a lonely, lonely place to be, being a next wife, trying to keep the facade together that this union is happy and, you know, uh, close-knit when, in fact, it's driving you crazy. Mm -hmm. Can you still have that situation um, even if the the husband was a widow or, and I'm asking you that, the woman has low self-esteem and he had put the woman, his first wife or his second wife or whatever, on a pedestal and she died, and isn't that still difficult? Oh, absolutely. And let's, let's face it. You know, in a perfect world, wouldn't we all like to be the only love our man had? I mean, that sounds old-fashioned, but, you know, it's still true. I mean, I wish that I was the only woman in my husband's life, okay? Now, was that practical? I didn't even know him back then. No, you know, he had a life before me. But inside, I still wished I would have been the only woman. And I think that um, inside... Anytime there are women that come before, there's always that shred of doubt is of, was she better than me? Mm-hmm. You know, was she better looking than me? Was she funnier than I am? You know, did she love him more? Did he love her more? Mm-hmm. Even more importantly. But you speak mostly in your book about from the woman's perspective. Yes, I do. You deal with men on this as well. Men, surprisingly, men have shown a tremendous interest in this book. <laughs> I think primarily because they want to know what their new wives are thinking. Okay, and what her point of view is without having to listen through a nagging session. Mm -hmm. Um, Men oftentimes feel like, well, you knew about my situation before you married me. Mm -hmm. You know, what's the big deal now? Mm -hmm. You knew I had an ex. You knew she was crazy, you know. You knew my kids were belligerent. You knew that we were going to live in this house, right? So from his standpoint, he's saying, and often justifiably, 
I warned you. You said you could do it. Now you're mad that you can't. Mm-hmm. Okay? So it, there's a fine line. Um, the man has to be a participant in this marriage. He can't just bury his head in the sand. Um, but having said that, the woman also has to determine her own destiny, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, she has to determine how much she's going to take of what. And there are options, you know. If it means that maybe just he and his kids are going somewhere and you're going to stay home and have a nice relaxing bath to yourself, then do that. Okay. That's okay. That's All right, right, Paula, we have just a couple minutes left. So if people get one thing out of this program today in terms of being remarried mm-hmm. and having a good remarriage and learning about the ex-wife and the ex-life and, and dealing with all of that, what, what's your message for today? I think my message is that it, with remarriage, okay, even more importantly, but I think it, it also holds true with marriage, our number one priority has to be, and this is husband and wife, to each other, our union, okay? The kids are a product of that union whether they're from a former marriage or not, okay? They will, you will nurture them. You will always do right by them, but someday they'll grow up and they'll go away and you're still left with each other. So you have to put your, your mate's um, desires, happiness, uh, needs as high priority in your life. Okay. That means compromise on both ends, not just from the woman. Thank you, Paula, so much. Let's tell let's tell listeners again of your website. Okay, it's www.thenextwife.com. Okay. And then I also have another one if you're interested in hearing me speak or, or booking a speaking engagement at www.aptlyspoken.net. That's the name of my company. All right, stay on the line. Thank you, Paula. Thank you, my Patricia. My guest today has been Paula Egner. She is the author of the new book, Ex-Wives and Ex-Lives, Survival Guide for the Next Wife. Paula Agner is a writer and speaker who focuses primarily on women's issues. And again, um, do contact her website, which is aptlyspoken.com. And what was the other one, XYs and XLives? Uh, no, the other one is www.thenextwife.com. Nextwife.com. And aptlyspoken is .net. Okay, aptlyspoken.net. Right. And thenextwife.com. Very good. Okay, thank you again so much for coming on the program. Thanks, Patricia. All right, next week, folks, we're going to speak to Susan Peabody. She's the author of the new book, Addiction to Love, Overcoming Obsession and Dependency in Relationships. Susan Peabody is an experienced speaker, workshop leader, and author. Her website is brightertomorrow.net. She will talk about... uh, all the work she's done for 15 years to help tens of thousands of people overcome the debilitating and often dangerous effects of love addiction. Newly revised and updated, this book is a resource for any love addict who is desperate for help. And it's an easy-to-follow recovery program that makes it possible for anyone to create nurturing, safe, and fulfilling relationships. And it is the step toward a better life. Again, folks, just remember that Positive Living is always on voiceamerica.com on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. You can log on to raskinresources.com and get a copy of my book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, and you can uh, log on to the, all of the shows that I've had on, on Voice America, and uh, you can get the links. Some of the links, if they're not up, 
you can just write to me at patricia at com, and we'll get them for you. I want to tell you that it's that this is the work that I really love and believe in, to help people find positive principles and practical strategies to improve their lives. So that's what I do. And it's an honor and pleasure to be with you each week. Until next week, I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. Have a great day. Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com.